All right. Hello. Good day to you. Hi, Darren. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Will? Oh, mate. Good. Good times. But we're missing somebody today. I know. This seems so weird to do this without John. John Fraser. He, where is he? <laughs> What's he doing today? Where is he? Uh, he is in Nelson. Uh, he says camping, but they have a cabin. Uh, they're up on holiday for a week or so. <laughs> So. Well, he's got phone signal because I've texted him twice today. And it's got that <laughs> yeah. Instantly, it says red. Yeah. <laughs> so, put it down. Spend time with uh, spend time with you know, yeah. everybody. You know, yeah. enjoy yourself. But yeah, it is strange. This is one of the few episodes Jonathan has not been on, being he is the originator of the of the podcast. Absolutely. Well, he's the grown up of the show. So <laughs> just us today. What are we talking about? Uh, apparently, we're going to be talking about nutrition. Nutrition. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Let's do it. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. Well, welcome to the show. This is the Edible Valley podcast, episode 193. I know. Wow. Getting close to the, the yeah. 200. The obvious obvious question, what have we got planned for that? I don't know. John and I are already talking about it. I mean, I'm sure you've got some ideas to throw in the ring Absolutely. there. Absolutely, yeah. I we're gonna have uh we're gonna have Joe Biden coming on the show. <laughs> this is gonna be big I know big thing. Yeah, big thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of plans for to. I mean, and not even if I don't even know if our our listeners are interested. It, but we want to celebrate two hundred episodes coming. We want up, to celebrate right? us yeah. personally. No, yeah. not really. We <laughs> want to celebrate everyone that's been along with us this journey and everything we've learned. So yeah. that is that is definitely something that's coming. But for today. This is a podcast that I've really been looking forward to. Yeah. So just a little bit of backstory. Um, anyone that listened to the last episode will know I have joined the CrossFit family of people across the world. Uh, if you don't know CrossFit, should we just say it's a really, really big combination of, um, of, of cardio and strength. Our guest today will probably uh, delve into that a little bit deeper, but it's it's crazy because I, you know, like a lot of people, I struggle to work out, you know, working out on your own in your garage. It's a bit, a bit tough. Well, I joined a CrossFit gym. You book into a class. It's entirely class based. You go along and they just try and kill you for, for an hour, <laughs> but in the best possible way. Right. All my injuries have gone away. I've learned to do so much. I've lost a bunch of weight despite my nutrition not being amazing. So right. that's that's CrossFit, but and I'm so, with... Yeah, and so at CrossFit, you've met somebody... Absolutely, yeah. That, uh... So right now where we've got Addie Bird. She was my trainer. She's the first person I met at CrossFit. Uh, her voice scares me because she drove my physical fitness <laughs> to the very edge in the best possible way. Welcome to the show, Addie. Hi, guys. Thanks for having Hi. me. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming along. How's it going? Good. Really good today. I spent good. my morning coaching, so it's been a good day. Excellent. Oh, good. Welcome to the welcome to the podcast. Always wonder when you're coaching, does do you actually get tired yourself, or, or no. is it easy? No, it's so enjoyable. 
It's so <laughs> enjoyable, especially working individually with people. I love that. But working with a whole class up to like eight to ten people, it's it's great. I don't get tired of it. Wow. I get hungry because you don't really get much time to eat, but you get to watch people and work with people, and it's really amazing. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. So there you spoke to me a lot about nutrition. So you've recently done a nutrition course. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I recently just did my certification for my Precision Nutrition Level 1 certification. Um, I finished that last week, actually. I really, really enjoyed the course, and I was happy to be able to talk with you about it during our sessions at Strong Hearts. Um, yeah, let's give them a quick plug. Uh, yeah. Strong Hearts Fitness in, uh, in Courtney, really, really great place. If you want them just to completely sort you out, they'll take <laughs> you under their wing. The Addy Bird, there we are. Yeah. Oh, there we are, a little fun there. Uh, but they, they will seriously help you out, and I'm very, very impressed with them, and they're wonderful people. Absolutely. Sorry, Thank you. No, they really are. I've, I've actually been there for about six years now. Wow. Great. And so with your nutritional, I'm sorry, I, I missed the certification, the actual title of it, but uh, what does that in make you capable of doing or in allow you to be doing? Absolutely. So with my certification, I can coach um, anybody that mm -hmm. I, anybody that comes to me or that I choose um, through nutrition and that the end goal being um, healthier lifestyle or maybe meeting their goals. Um, so I could coach a variety of clients, athletes in precision nutrition. We do have a level based system so we have level one to level three that being said most people are level one clients they're just right. looking for overall changes in lifestyle or habit um, level twos athletes who usually have more um, demand on their body they're looking for specific goals and level three is usually bodybuilders or people competing in um, competitions that require specific muscle groups or a specific right. body look or specific function most of us are really level one clients just looking for healthier lifestyles maybe wanting to lose a couple pounds or wanting to right. increase our one rep max anything in that range right okay and i think that that's what sort of brought will to wanting to do an episode about this is he knew that i was looking to drop a few pounds yeah that's uh, one of my goals right now and this seemed like a great opportunity to talk to a nutritionist and yeah take that up that aspect on our case study so where i think addy is really something that i think it's really interesting that you're doing is connecting the local seasonal food scene with fitness and if you want to improve your health improve your fitness mm -hmm. um you know how can you do that and how easy is it to do that through the local food scene and um, we're talking food grown in your region for us the comox valley um but pretty much everywhere has unless you live in the arctic <laughs> a growing region right and so i'd really love to make that connection but first of all i'd like to get an idea of how important nutrition is versus fitness and exercise well i think nutrition is the foundation for health um for fitness like if, if we didn't have any fundamentals in nutrition, we wouldn't be able to work out. We wouldn't have any energy. We do get our food energy from food. Um, right. So nutrition is the, it's the base. It's the building blocks for everything. Right. Everything right. else. So anybody wanting to make improvements physically, you really need to start at nutrition. Absolutely. And then work from there. Absolutely. Right. So I go by a ratio of 80-20 and I think eight. 80% of it is nutrition. They say you, what is it? They say you can't eat, you can't exercise your way out of a, 
a crap diet. Absolutely, right. that's true. You know, and so would you? Would you agree with that eighty twenty? I agree with the idea, but for many people, it might be more 50-50. So some people might start out and say it's 30-70 and their mm -hmm. goal might be, okay, I'm going to focus on nutrition for the next three months and I'm going to get it to be where the point is maybe I'm looking at 70% nutrition, 30% exercising. So a goal or idea would be focus on nutrition more than fitness, but a lot of people are the opposite and they focus on fitness first, going to the gym five days a week, um, working as hard as they can, and then they come home and they don't have time to meal, they don't have time to cook any meals or to prepare right. for the following day. And so you can see nutrition kind of slips, fitness is put ahead. I do agree with what you said, fitness and nutrition go hand in hand and nutrition definitely plays a bigger role yeah. than fitness. So I, I've found that um, one of my, I don't know if this is the, I'm, or rather I don't profess this to be the answer, but I found that one of the things that I've, from everybody that I know that's, you know, pursuing fitness, uh, one of the things is the lack of time to devote to the kitchen. They have enough time to squirrel away or square away for, uh, to pay attention to the classes or the weightlifting or the cardio or whatever it is that they've got in their program, but they also don't have the time later on in the day or or in the evening to devote that same energy into the kitchen to so that they're eating properly and uh, we were sort of talking about this before the episode started and uh I, I my one big tip or my one big trick for this is i realize it's all about time management just about what all of this is i mean i think everything the exercise level and component is all about time management but so is the kitchen and if I could give one tip, I don't know how much we're going to go into this, but if I could give one tip, I would say that use your time wisely in that if you're preparing a meal and you're sort of bound to the kitchen for however that long that is, maybe it's a half an hour, maybe it's 20 minutes, do something else in there. Start your prep for the next day. Start prep off or cook off this or cook off that while you're doing these other things. And then you've already got a leg up for the next day and repeat so that by the fourth day in, you don't have to worry about the weekend because you've already got so much prep going that you just throw some things in the, fr in the oven and you're good to go on those last few days because you've got all your prep through the week done while you were cooking your other meals. So, I mean, I can go into that more at some other point, but that's my one tip because I find that that's the one thing that everybody seems to have a problem with is being able to dedicate themselves to the kitchen while they're also dedicating themselves to improving their body. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because the, the zone where you really make that journey mm -hmm. to weight loss is when you can combine the, the right exercise with the right nutrition. Have you got any tips doing that as someone that lives that life? <laughs> that is so... That's hard. That's hard to talk about because that depends on every individual. Yeah. And lifestyles. Some yeah. people work like 40 plus hours a week. Right. Um, so having variation, having some of both, having some time to spend, like you said, mm -hmm. maybe meal prepping in the kitchen, preparing foods. Maybe that's a weekend for you. Maybe it's a Friday night. Um, I think having some of both and working to increase the time that you spend on both is good. But it varies so much per person that it's hard to say. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Are there any other factors uh, other than, I mean, it almost seems a bit crude to say it is nutrition and exercise. Are there any other factors? I know that I've seen kind of various diagrams around that say there are lots of factors that are involved. And if you can put these blocks into play, um, one of them we know is nutrition. 
that can lead to you getting to your fitness goals? Absolutely. Well, for CrossFit specifically, CrossFit, um, the prescription for CrossFit is constantly varied high intensity functional movement. When we look at that a bit, de- a bit deeper, the bottom or the fun, the fundamentals are nutrition, metabolic conditioning, um, gymnastics, weightlifting, and then anyone who competes in sports. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about nutrition, it's not just um, eating food, or it's not just energy in versus energy out. It's a, it's psychological it's um psychosocial it's mindfulness when eating so there's a whole there's whole other aspect to just nutrition a lot of people think that oh it's just what i ate today or it's just what i'm eating tomorrow or maybe what i'm cooking for dinner tonight but it's a lot more and it's really psychological for a lot of people um especially over over covid so many people and i even found myself doing this was comfort eating yeah Mm. eating out of eating from stress maybe or eating out of comfort (laughs) that's me absolutely so many people yeah yeah interesting i i really didn't take into the the, sort of the psychological aspect of it all well hunger cues is another amazing Mm thing um i found some meditation has helped with this but it's something that i've struggled with is knowing when i'm actually hungry being able to distinguish between boredom hunger and stress Right. And wow. the amount of time that I'm actually hungry is quite slim compared to when I'm bored and maybe I want a snack because I don't know what to do or maybe that maybe you're stressed um, Interesting. and you find yourself going to the fridge. I remember as a child, I would constantly open the fridge just to see if anything changed, <laughs> just to check because uh-huh. I had to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> that is that is fascinating because I, I've, I, I found when I lost 15 pounds a few years ago, um, that it was, I just checked in and said, are you actually hungry? But mm. I didn't know there were all those factors involved. It could be stress. Right. Uh, another thing for me is like pairing activities with eating. For me, mm. watching TV. If mm. I'm watching TV, I'm eating. So you can unpair those activities. You Absolutely. Can say, yeah, you can watch TV one, without the food. One of my favorite YouTube channels, I'm not going to plug it here, but uh, it, they're quite long episodes. And quite often, if there's an even longer episode, you'll say at the beginning, go grab a snack. You're going to be here for a while. And I've never been one of those people. I always thought, well, he just doesn't get me. <laughs> because I've, I've never been one of those people that needs to eat while watching television or at a movie or anything. I, in fact, I, I don't like it. I, I find it really, I'm not interested. I guess because I like to have full attention to my meal or whatever I'm about to eat. But yeah, I absolutely understand making those associations and making habits out of it. And obviously habit forming and bad habit forming. I can see that for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It's certainly psychological. And I think, uh, I think definitely if you had like, I've seen various pyramids with how important everything is and nutrition's been on the bottom. I think sleep's been on some of them Mm -hmm. getting sleep, stress, Mm. checking in with yourself, meditation, the only a bit of advice I could really give is for people to take the time to cook. Yeah. If, if people have time to, to go to a fitness class, they have time to spend with their partner, they have time to, to, to maybe meditate. Well, cooking is a rich activity. You can turn your phone mm. off, you can cook, you can spend time with other people, and it will improve the quality of your life. Well, I like the, I like the point, too, that you made where... Uh, where you're saying the psychological aspect of it. And I think that there's something there. If you're cooking your own meal for yourself, like there's something about providing your own 
sustenance and nutrition for yourself you're you're taking care of yourself there's pride in it for sure i loved what you said about sort of like eliminating distractions when you eat like not watching tv not watching a movie um there's something huge to be said about that too is when you sit down at a table usually Mm. maybe you're sitting down alone maybe you're with your family maybe you're with a partner but there's something to be said about and we actually talk about this in my lot of my course sitting down to enjoy a meal and to taste taste all of it Right. Yeah. So to actually taste your food, to not be shoveling down a burrito maybe between <laughs> between work schedules or getting home when you're yeah. exhausted, like to sit down and really enjoy a meal from start to finish, it's it's really really can improve your um right your gut health and your your um stomach and your digestion of course. Of course, yeah. So there's a, a pub chain in the UK called Weatherspoons. It's one of the biggest pub chains in the world, I believe. Okay. Certainly in the UK, and one of the many things about Weatherspoons is they don't have music. And to run a pub, you need to serve food. Now, that's mm. often the case in Canada, but hasn't always been the case in the UK. But there's great margins on food and drink. Yeah. So you add that extra bit to your business. So I watched a documentary on YouTube. It was a BBC documentary about Weatherspoons. And the reason, one of the big reasons they don't offer music at all, ever, is because it has been proven that you enjoy the tastes more of the food when there's no music. And they actually did scientific studies where they had people in different Mm -hmm. managed scenarios where they tried a really wide variety of foods and the only difference was music and no music. Interesting. With no music, they were reported to enjoy the food more than with the music. I would think if I were to hazard just the layman's guess... It would probably be because the outside stimulus distracts you. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And it feeds into that idea you were saying, Addy, of just focusing on the actual moment and the sustenance. Being and present. Absolutely. Yeah. And mindful. I would, I would assume, too, that that works then for portioning control, too. Like, if you're sitting there distracted yeah. by a television show or something, and you're just shoveling food down versus being more mindful while you're eating undistracted, you're sort of... There's a bit of portion control there, I would think. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. Well, when your stomach starts to fill up, you'll feel, oh, I'm starting to be full. Maybe I'm not going to eat this whole meal rather than right. watching a show and just being like just eating, not really knowing what you're doing. Or eating mm-hmm. your feelings because you're caught up in the emotional story. Well, <laughs> but, yeah, this is going to make me seem like I'm constantly watching food things on YouTube. But I watched a totally different documentary, uh, How to Beat the Buffet, yeah. and people that want to, uh, to win like the world champion in eating buffet food. And they said, don't stop, don't think, because the minute you stop and think, you'll realize you're full. Oh, so to beat the buffet, you just eat, you don't stop, eat, 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 oh, wow. don't listen. And it's, so there we go. That is not a recommendation. Not at all. Valley at no. all. Probably quite good fun. Uh, right, so let's really get into the nutrition now. A lot of our mm-hmm. listeners out there will be very interested to know how you would connect fitness performance with local food, with the nutritional content of local food. So let's just start. Elephant in the room. Is local food higher in nutritional content than big box style junk food? Absolutely. I would say the fresher the food you can get, the, the better. The fresher right. the food, the more nutrients, the more vitamins, the more minerals, the better it'll be for you. Um, if you can get food from a local farmer, that's amazing because you're probably getting the freshest food you could get out there. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, most of those big box stores, what, uh, with all the, the, the supply chain, you, there's definitely a time of transit or, or shipping. 
right? We're looking at, let's just say that stock of celery was harvested or that you're buying at that big box store. It was probably harvested two, three weeks ago, traveled tons of distance to get to you because it was the cheapest option for that big box store to buy versus, and so you can only imagine something sitting in your fridge for three weeks, how it starts to turn and how it starts. You can, you literally see it losing its value. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can absolutely, the, the, if you can buy local and you're getting something and, that day or, and you know before. where your food comes from, you're yeah. supporting a local farmer, you, you know, and I think for a lot of people, that's, that's nice. That's a good feeling to know. Oh, I, I did something good too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. bringing that psychological aspect yeah. back. Yeah. 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 There's something there for sure. So do you know sort of any information about the amount of nutrients in food that is more local or the fresher it is um, compared to something you might have if you were to buy it in a box store? Um, that sort of takes us into comparing processed foods and whole foods. Okay, yeah. Um, so like you mentioned, big box stores, you mostly your processed foods, um, they will have less nutrients and less, well, for lack of a better word, I'd say like properties that we need to eat, like things like vitamins and minerals. Um, you're not going to get that from processed foods, very little maybe, but from your whole foods, you're going to get your whole sort of nutrition package. You can get proteins, carbs, fats, all of that from whole foods. And it won't only be from like just whole foods, but it'll be fresh, like we said. Right. Um, so whole foods, absolutely over processed foods. And then a little tip and trick for that actually is when you go to a grocery store, some people might know this because it is fairly common. If you shop around the outside of the yeah. store, you're more yeah. likely to find the whole foods rather than the processed yeah. foods. We only, sorry, we're only laughing because I think three or four episodes ago, we, t- we touched on this quite, quite <laughs> yeah. a bit. We sort of dove into that about how doing to win the, the grocery store. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. And, and how do you, have you got any experiences about how that would feed through to your performance. I actually want to drop in an example because I had my birthday weekend recently and I had oh, three happy days. Birthday, Will. Oh, thank you. It's not why I said it, but. Two <laughs> days. Uh, and I had nothing but junk food for three days. I'm oh. talking the, oh, I don't want to mention brands, but, but the yeah. most processed crisps, potato chips. Right. The most healthy thing I had yeah. there is a uh, fish and chips at Telegraph Cove, which is oh, delicious. That's um, amazing. But yeah, and I went back to CrossFit on the Monday night that I arrived back home and I and it's it is intense exercise at CrossFit and I felt 150 years old. I was <laughs> a huge stitch I was out of breath. My mind was negative. I just could, uh, I yeah. couldn't do it. Like I, I physically couldn't push my body right. and to, to where I needed it to go. It, it just wouldn't do it. Huh. And I've, uh, you know, I guess I'm, I'm 37 now. Uh, I, you know, I believe it or not used to be in my twenties right. and I, I, I have the experience that I believe that I can just push through anything. It doesn't matter about the food. And I'm now mm. thinking, Maybe you can't. Maybe nutrition is that important as you're getting older yeah. that you, you just need to feed your body the right things. Yeah. I'd love to know your perspective on, on that sort of thing. Absolutely. Well, everything you said is very true. Um, as we get older, we do feel, we do feel um, well more tired and food will weigh heavier often. And you'll, you'll notice throughout your life, your food cravings will change. Um, 
for a lot of people, like you said, potato chips, processed foods, and birthdays, those are, <laughs> those are life events that we don't, we can't stop. So that happens, but you can, you can always stay, you can stay on track. You can get back on track really, really easily. Um, is don't be hard on yourself. That's one thing I have to say is don't be super strict with yourself. You mm -hmm. will have slip ups. Know that, be aware of that. That's okay. We, we all have those slip ups. Right. It happens. Um, but stayed on track. So when you go to say a birthday or maybe a friend's party or something, um, you can always find healthier options. Maybe that's a veggie platter. Maybe it's a cheese and meat platter. Right. Um, potato chips in, 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 uh, small amounts, they're not bad for you. So you, right. as long as use moderation, it's not like, oh, I can never have pizza again. I can never have chips again. You can have these foods. You can have them in moderation. Maybe not have all of them in one day. Maybe <laughs> spread it out through a month yeah. or so a week. I, one of the fittest guys I know, a friend of mine, um, he ha, he's incredibly fit. Well, very, you know, strong strength, et cetera, et cetera. He has, every Sunday is his cheat day. He swears by it. He's been doing it for a decade. He, that's the day he eats pizza, he eats ice cream, he eats whatever. But the rest of the week, he's 100% focused on nutrition. Uh, and I know, <clears throat> excuse me, no dating myself, I'm, I'm kind of looking to you as he and I are of an older generation and you're of a next generation. You probably have a little more knowledge, for, let's say the science behind it. You know, that comes from a time when that seemed like that was okay or that's what we were being told a cheat day is okay to work in is that still something that you is that something that we still do or don't do is that it's a good question that yeah. depends on the person again so yeah. some some people like your friend that you mentioned cheat mm. days were great for Right. He, he can do that. He can do it easily. He loves it. It gives him a week. He, he gets, right. he, he says has, it gives him motivation yeah, throughout the he has week motivation. To, to, to get rid of that, whatever he put on, on that Sunday. Absolutely. Some yeah. people are great that way and they can use that motivation. Some mm -hmm. people though struggle yeah. and they have bad, um, bad, let's say bad self thoughts mm -hmm. that, Oh, am I going to make it? Am I going to be able to do it? They have self doubt and that doesn't work. They might make it till Wednesday. And right. then at Wednesday, they're like, oh, I, I'm just going to have a piece of a chocolate bar. And that piece of a chocolate bar turns into a whole chocolate bar. Right. Maybe it turns into a soda. Maybe it turns into a late night snack. Um, so and then you start spiraling right out. Absolutely. Yeah. So sometimes that can be too much for okay. somebody. So one cheat day a week, um, that might be too much for somebody to eliminate an entire weeks of any sort of treats. Right. So it might be more um, foreseeable for them to say, oh, well, my favorite thing's a bagel and cream cheese in the morning. I'm going to have that. And maybe for lunch, I'm going to have a croissant today. Right. And then dinner's going to be healthy. It's, it's uh, For some people, what works really well for consistency is preparing one home-cooked um, healthy meal a day. Oh, yeah. And okay. that's a really good first step for people because it's, right. it's usually easy. It's usually breakfast or dinner. Maybe they meal prep and they do a lunch. Right. But for one cheat day a week, a lot of people can't manage that. It's easier to say, well, I might have a piece of pizza on a Monday. Maybe I have, maybe I go out for a beer on a Wednesday. Right. Something that's less restrictive because one day a week can definitely be too restrictive for some right, certain right. personality types. So I, what I'm sort of picking up in subtext here is, so long as you're managing it, you've thought ahead of it, mm -hmm. you've allowed for it instead of letting things sort of spin out of control. Absolutely. Right. Something I really believe in is prepare for the worst mm -hmm. um, and hope for the best. Right. So know that, yeah, oh, I, I, I might fail on yeah. Wednesday, but I'm going to do everything I can to prevent that. And right. if I do, that failure is okay. 
and then learn from that. Right. So yeah. maybe that's maybe that's journaling. One thing that I really suggest for people starting yeah. out and looking for mm. um, any sort of nutritional related goals is journaling what you eat in a day. I recently right. did, I used myself as a test subject for mm -hmm. the last three weeks, journaling what I ate, what I drank every day. I didn't go into details. If I had pizza, I didn't say how many pieces. If I had right. eggs, I didn't say how many. But I just kept that journal for three weeks. Wow. And it was fascinating to see what I eat in three weeks. I had no idea. Right. Even though I eat it, I had no idea. Interesting. Well, and I'm sure yeah. it gives you a bit of perspective too when you're looking at all written down instead of just on a day-to-day. -day. Absolutely. Then you'd be like, oh, I probably could have improved there. Or that was a poor... <laughs> Or eating at 11 o'clock at night when you get home might not be good. Right, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Any thoughts on tracking apps? Tracking apps. I'm actually looking into that right now. Um, I'm working with a few people that are interested in that. So I've been going through and looking at uh, basically just thinking what's easier to use. What's right. easier to use? What has the most benefits? And obviously, I don't want to pay a, a monthly subscription for right. one right up front. I'd like to get used to it and use it at first. Um, I do think that's really easier for this generation. Mm. Um, a lot, I don't think a lot of people write in journals right. as much now as they used to. So I think uh, something on your phone, maybe if people have like an Apple Watch, they can connect it to yeah. um, and easily keep track of what they're eating and drinking. Yeah. Um, no, that being said, it doesn't need to be something everybody does. A lot of people will track that and then they'll look at calories and then they'll be counting calories and then... Um, they'll be restricting calories right. and that can sometimes lead down a dangerous path where when we say journaling about food, okay, we're not counting calories. We're not counting what we're eating, but we're being mindful. Right. We're saying like, oh, today I ate pizza and I had chips for breakfast and I had a bagel and then I had a soda and then, and then I had a salad at dinner and I called that a good day because I ended on a salad. Well, right. now we have this whole picture to go <laughs> yeah. back on. Right. We can look at the whole picture. So it just gives you insight. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, this gives, it's a lot of food for thought, no pun intended. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, there's a lot to go on here. There's a lot of information there to unpack for sure. Yeah, I, I really love it. And I, I would say that, that when you are shopping local, you are in that zone where you are going to naturally become fit. You're not going to go into a farm shop most farm shops and, and come out having bought nothing but junk you're right. going to be Absolutely. in that zone that aspirational place if you go into a big box store yeah. you could come out with stuff that is barely food right absolutely by yeah, the time true. it's there it's, it's barely food like your super processed foods mm. huge ingredient list that's another yeah. thing if that's I, I, that's an interesting perspective yeah yeah go to a farm shop and you're you're guaranteed with whatever you're you're setting yourself up for success because yeah. whatever you're walking out with is going to be healthy so I'm going to ultimate thing because I yeah. know Darren was the beginning of a wrap up then, but it was, I tell you what, I'd really be interested to know what you think of the new classification of ultra processed foods. So I know that there's processed foods, but now people have started to talk about ultra processed foods. Do you know anything about that? It's very, very new. So it's okay if you don't. Very little, very little. I've heard the ref, I've heard it referenced and I did do a little bit of reading. Um, I can't remember much, but I believe that was the processes in which the food is preserved. Okay. So um, a processed food, like say, let's just say deli meat. It has sure. um, nitrates and sulfates. Mm -hmm. So that's processed food. Well, it goes a few, when you mentioned ultra processed food, it goes even farther than that. So I think the idea was looking to preserve food life um, past six months. Right. And so that basically, um, from my basic understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, was more additives, more preservatives. Mm -hmm. which makes it ultra processed i don't know a huge i don't know much about the subject but i can't imagine that it's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right. absolutely he's getting so i mean ultra processed just sounds ultra removed 
Like, yeah. yeah. Ultra removed food. No. Yeah. You're not, not only not adding either. preservatives, but you're you're taking away the benefits you might get from that meal right. as well. So yeah. it just becomes roughage to like push in your body and yeah. Everything in that direction seems mm-hmm. to take us further and further away from a healthy mm. lifestyle. So absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, let's talk quickly about about what you do besides CrossFit. So you have your whole own business going on as well. Tell us about that. Well, it's fairly new. Um, it's very exciting. I am currently building a website um, for my nutrition coaching um, to work from and a blog for people to follow along, ask for knowledge about the subject or any questions they might have. Um, basically starting a nutritional community here. Great. This is what I'd like to do. Yeah. And so it isn't ready for maybe current listeners, but if you found this for, you know, in the future, anybody that is listening um in the future, you already have the domain, so Absolutely. it will be. Yeah, so the domain is NutriFitForAll.com, okay. and it hopefully will be up and running this come September. Perfect. Um, it's, it's nearing completion. Great. I'm just working on the blog aspect at the moment. Mm, um, other than that, you can find me at Strongheart's School of Movement. Great. I coach there, and I will be offering nutrition coaching there shortly. And, Excellent. And uh, ask for Addie Bird if yeah. you're there. <laughs> Bird is the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you hate that? Is it, am I the first no, one? you're not the first person. <laughs> a lot of people do it. I don't mind it at all, actually. <laughs> Great. Right. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Addy. That has been really, really interesting. Thank you so much. Really appreciate awesome. it. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. This is awesome. Great. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah. So that was it. 193. That bit closer to episode 200. <laughs> and uh, next episode, John will be back with us. And uh, I'm sure he's got something in mind for next episode. Absolutely. All right. We'll talk to you then. Cheers. And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips, behind the scenes, and of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. Okay, ready again?